Jim Harbaugh be like? Uh, TV respects me. It laughs with me, not at me. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> Don't! <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you see that jerk? <laughs> he dropped his notes. <laughs> You mean to tell me that you think MSU beating U of M in their own house after losing to Rutgers under a coach who's had less than a month of padded practice is funny? I do. And I'm tired of pretending it's not. Comedy is subjective, Murray. Isn't that what they say? Well, that wasn't our normal pod intro because this isn't a normal podcast. Folks. I don't know if you heard, but a little football game happened over the weekend. Guess what? Michigan State beat the University of Michigan 27-24. to Brett can't be with us. Uh, He is doing his job and being a good student. Fucking nerd. We have Mitch here. Mitch's ban has been lifted for obvious reasons. And guys, I want to go ISO off the top here. So, um, you know, get out to the wings. I'll kick it out to you if necessary, but I'm just going to start with this. So there's been a lot of great podcast and radio content about Michigan and all that's, you know, what happened on Saturday and the, the lead up and the aftermath, right? Will and Matt, their pod today was great. Valenny was great today. Uh, you know, John and Austin haven't recorded the Only Colors pod yet, I'm sure, but when it drops, it'll be great. And, you know, they're all bound by either their employers or the Federal Communications Commissions to not say what they really want to say. We're self-employed, so I get to say this. Jim Harbaugh... Go fuck yourself, you Adam Gase with khakis ass motherfucker. Scott Bell, go fuck yourself, you fucking human grammarly piece of shit, fucking minimum wage making motherfucker. Greg Henson, go fuck yourself, you Nazi cunt. This is the first L of the week, but it won't be your last, you fucking clan robe wearing motherfucker. Uh, Devotee, go fuck yourself, bitch. Uh, oh, Joe Milton, don't think I forgot about you, Scam Newton. You're not escaping this, too. Go fuck yourself, 
Uh, I don't know who Antoine Simmons is. Uh, am I supposed to know who Antoine Simmons is? Yeah, you're supposed to know who Antoine Simmons is. Antoine Simmons is the guy who got you benched so they could run the fucking Wildcat on the five-yard line. Bitch, sit the fuck down. You beat a mid-ass Iowa team that got Minnesota team that got fucking shredded by Tua Jr. And you're walking around like you're fucking king shit. You're not king shit. Michigan quarterbacks are never king shit. Your two bad performances from fucking Carson Anderson calling for Cade McNamara. I hope you know that. Don Brown, go fuck. Actually, thank you, Don Brown. I don't have anything bad to say about you. Good job. Keep it up. Yeah, thank you. But mainly, I just want to say, oh, this is a new one that just got added today. I kind of wrote this part in my head last night and earlier this morning. Devin Gardner, go fuck yourself. Your entire media career is a consolation prize for the Spartan dogs rubbing your face in the dirt for four fucking years. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. In the words of our co-host Brett's favorite rapper and cult leader, you can't tell me nothing. Paul Bunyan is where he's supposed to be. It's where he's been nine in the last 13 years. What the fuck? There's no excuses. No fucking excuses. You can't blame a monsoon. You can't blame fluke bullshit. MSU came out and they fucked you up. A true freshman did the Fortnite default dance on you. And you had nothing to say in response. You made sunshine from Remember the Titans. Look like he a fucking world beater. You made Jay Johnson look like a good play caller. Something we thought wasn't going to be possible. You made Matt Sheehan apologize to Connor Hayward. You did that. That was you. What the f- You guys? We- what? You're paying a guy $9 million a year to hunch over and to, wear, and to wear his microphone over his mask like people can read his lips? What the fuck? You're paying assistants $2 million a year to not adjust shit? At least when our assistants didn't adjust shit, we weren't paying them $2 million. Go fuck yourselves, bitch. Suck my nuts. And you know what? You're probably going to lose to Indiana this weekend. So suck my fucking dick. Suck it. Let me get it out for you and let me suck it, okay? Now, you can send whoever you want as a proxy. You can send Wojo. You can send Joel Klatt. You can send whoever. But all I know is you owe me a blowjob because you got punked. Ashton Kutcher came running out of the corner and pointed in your face with his Von Dutch trucker hat, trucker hat, fucking tilted 45 degrees angle off to the side and going, you just got punked. Dax Shepard ran naked across your field. You suck. Go fuck yourselves. Lucas, would you like to go? Like my article said, pride comes before the fall and all fucking off season. 
we heard the shit talking and I'm not saying it, it was coming from the good accounts. Cause there are, we have friends that are Michigan fans. You know, we had one on last week, but like a lot of people talk so much shit. It's all over Twitter. You fucking deserve this game. You did. I laughed so hard at the end, literally the beginning of this pod, the Dr. Evil laugh. That was me for maybe 30 minutes after the game. Paul's back. This rivalry is back on. You laughed at Tucker throughout the week, just taking it low key going, Oh, the team, uh, you know, the team down the road type of shit. You got, you got mad at that. When you won't even call Ohio state, Ohio state, you just say Ohio, or you won't even say the word with the O in it. Like miss me with that childish bullshit. Okay. Like you fucking deserved it. And I laughed so hard seeing the Scott Bell 17 minutes of laughing at Michigan State. I was really hoping in my head when I saw that podcast uh, pop up on my Apple feed that it would come back to haunt them. I didn't think it would. None of us thought it would, but it did, and goddamn, it feels good. Paul's back. It's a rivalry. It's back on. Tucker's just picking up where D'Antonio left off. And if this is what Mel Tucker can do to you with mostly um, like none of his guys, if he can recruit and coach the way this game was coached last Saturday or this past Saturday, more way more often than not, you're in for a world of hurt with him. It's going to be back and forth, but it's not going to be where we're just on the ground begging for mercy. It is back on. The, fuel, the fire has been fueled again, and to all you Twitter dipshits out there who were talking trash and won't back it up, you delete your account, you deactivate it, you go private, you need to come back, open up the window, and take your beating because we want to beat the window down. We want to break it open and come in and get your whooping. That's it. Mitch, uh, anything to add to it? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I was, I was in charge of the, uh, the live tweet and this, this week. And, uh, you know, the whole game I'm watching with my roommate and I'm just – we go up, you know, uh, three and out first drive, second drive, stop, stop them, three and out, score on the third drive. Rocky's throwing bombs. Ricky White's out there catching anything and everything. And honestly, it just – it wasn't uh, – I didn't believe it until until it was over. I mean, like – and, and uh, I think it was Graham Couch wrote an article about, uh, you know, it, he said something along the lines of uh, the biggest one-week turnaround in, like, uh, coach's perception from his fan base. Like, going from how we played against Rutgers uh, – you know, we wanted Jay Johnson fired after one game um, to what we did on Saturday. Like, just just no one saw that coming. And then, yeah, we had to deal the whole game with Joel fucking Clack gargling Harbaugh's fucking balls all game and whining that Michigan wasn't getting calls or that too many penalties were being called on Michigan and, and screaming for a review on a ball that was clearly a catch. Like it, the it it was just it was insane. And then on top of that, 
you know, we have Michigan fans on Twitter, like Lucas said, talking shit ever since we hired Tucker, actually even before that, since last year, 44-10 and, and all that crap. And it's just that, I mean, that's a program. It's a program shifting win. It is. No, and I'm glad you brought that up because I want to make that point. It took Tucker two games to get himself a program-defining victory. Yeah. When you, when you ask somebody who, what is Harbaugh's defining win of his tenure at Michigan, it's all qualified with the maybe, right? Maybe it's 16 Penn State. Maybe yeah. it's 18 Wisconsin. You know, they, there's no definitive answer. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, um, let's see, who does he write? Uh, Brandon Champion, he's a journalist at MLive, uh, co-host of the uh, Spartan Confidential. He does a lot with Kyle Austin and Matt Wenzel. He made a list of Harbaugh's best wins. Um, 2016, Florida in the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, uh, like the LA, that, that's his one bowl victory. Um with I, you know, without his guys, that's not his team. Uh, Sixteen Wisconsin, uh, seventeen he beat Florida again. Uh, Eighteen was he beat Wisconsin. Uh, apparently, we were ranked twenty-four when we played them in twenty eighteen. Somehow, mm-hmm. coming uh, that, off the Penn State win. Yeah, that's that's a joke. Um, 18, he beat number 14, Penn State, and 19, he beat number eight, Notre Dame. I I mean, I guess that one's impressive, but, like, none of the other ones are, you know, he just – he doesn't have that program-defining win. And Mel Tucker came in in game two after dropping a game to freaking Rutgers. And, I I mean, it's – it is. It's a program-changing win. It, It it's already having like having ripples through the, through our recruiting, um, and you know if we can win a few more games here and there, we he might he might already have something next year like already. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I I said it in I said it in you know the the intro I made earlier, right. Mel Tucker has had less than a month of, of padded practice under his belt. He's, mm-hmm. he, installed, he installed his philosophy over Zoom. And here's the crazy thing. You know, people are quick to give Jay Johnson credit. And, yeah, you know, he deserves some for recognizing that Don Brown only has one move, just like conservatives, only one thing. They only have one thing, right? And – it you know, but the the play it really the the team didn't really look that different. They held on to the ball and they didn't get and they didn't get stupid penalties. That's it. That's those two little things got cleaned up and they looked like a completely different team than they did. Yeah, against uh, Rutgers. I mean, though it yeah the Rutgers game was it was an anomaly. You're not gonna. Uh, you're not going to have your nine turnovers. You're, it's just not like we had seven turnovers and two on downs. Like you, it's just not a thing that, you know, it's, that's going to happen normally. And we literally had zero, uh, you know, this game, Rocky, Rocky, little bit panicked in the pocket sometimes, but he had better pocket awareness 
So, like, sometimes he was quick to get rid of the ball um, if he thought there might be pressure. Uh, but there were a few times where last week against Rutgers, he stood in the pocket too long, got smoked, didn't sense the pressure coming from his blind side. And there were a few times this week where he did. He got out of the pocket and either threw it away or he made a play. Um, you know, and the best part is, like, Mel Tucker slayed Michigan with probably, like, a – I mean, like, defensively, I'd, I'd give him, like, a like a B-plus. Um, they need to get home on the rush a little bit more, and then there were too many third and long conversions. And then offensively, the big plays look great. You know, like, we had we had a lot of massive chunk plays. More uh, – someone put, them, put it together. We have – like, we almost have more chunk plays in our first two games. I think there are, like, 40 or more um, than we did in 17, 18, and 19. Not combined, but, like, each of those years playing 13 games or so, right? No, so yeah. the chunk the chunk plays look good, but um, there's still a lot to clean up. So, like, they probably played, like, a B, a B game, honestly. Like Rocky only went seventeen to thirty-two. The the ones he connected on were disgusting, but you know there's still things you can clean up. We can get the run game going a little bit more, and you know there that that's what we asked for in the beginning, right? We weren't worried about wins and losses. We were worried about improvement, and we already saw a massive improvement from one to two. So let's just keep cleaning things up and keep going and see what the you know see, see what it, see what happens. Yeah, you know like. You know, there were a few there were a few throws where, you know, Rocky probably should have had should have had the guy, you know, but you can't really that's the crazy thing, right? Is Michigan State went in there as a twenty one and a half point underdog, I think the line was a kick. Yep. And played a B level game and never once trailed. Not one time. That Michigan led for zero minutes and zero seconds. um, It was our game the whole way, and they could do nothing about it. And that was supposedly Harbaugh's best team, from what Colin Cowherd and Joel Klatt told me all week. (laughs) And imagine what this team is going to be like when they put together an A game. Or shit, even when Tucker, you know, gets, gets some of these guys in and they play their A game. Right, or tells Jay Johnson to, you know, stop trying to run the ball up the middle. Like, because we can run without running, or we can run without running up the middle. Like, we don't – like, that's the wonderful thing about football in 2020. You can run the ball without running the ball. Yeah, it doesn't need to be be two yards in a a cloud of dust, you know. It just – Right, yeah. You you can run screen plays. You can – what was the – was that also Ricky White? Yeah. But Ricky, uh, Rico, Rico brought this up on the radio show, you know, like the, the playbook is still very basic because they're still learning the playbook, right? right. I mean, we'll, we're seeing more and more stuff getting implemented week over week. Hell, we so, saw working jet sweeps. Yeah, I mean, jet sweeps fucking worked. That's the crazy part. So, like, at the end of the day, no matter what anyone in the national media, whoever fucking – Cowherd, whoever tells you this loss says 
so much more about Mel Tucker in Michigan State than it does about Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Because it just, yeah, all it shows us that Jim Harbaugh is what we know he is. He's a fraud. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and I want to bring this up too. Nick, Nick Baumgartner, uh, in his, in his post game article in The Athletic, he, he said, you know, this is a movie we've all seen before. Yeah. We, there was a team who came in hungry, ready to compete and, and fired up. And there was a team who strolled in like they deserved, like they were going to win no matter what, like they deserved to win because of who they were. And they had that nonchalant, like we're better than you, superior attitude. And they got, and they got punched in the mouth. They got made a fool of. Uh, and, and how many and, times has that happened since, since Antonio took over? I can't even count on one hand how many times that's happened. Since I mean, every, every game we won, whether we're better or not, like whether we had the better football team or not, that is how they feel every time they play us. Right. So th- they came in like they deserved to win, like, they, like, it, was a, like it was signed, sealed, and delivered. Perfect right? example is fucking Devin Gardner's dumbass on Twitter last night trying to go with fucking Greg Jones. Devin Gardner, you, you're, your career highlight against us is that Everyone in the entire stadium rushed for more yards than you did. Right? Everyone watching on TV rushed for more yards than you did. And you want to go at Super Bowl champ, two-time All-American Greg Jones? Sit, the, sit like you said in, the, in, in your rant. Sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. You're fucking trash. You don't get to speak about our program. And, Lucas, you haven't talked in a minute, so if you want to pipe in just – Tell me to shut the fuck up and you right. can have the floor. But like, no, I want to, I, I want to talk about the front runner thing too. Oh yeah. I was literally that's, just about to that's say not that. even, That's not even Go the ahead. fucking definition of a fucking front runner. I looked at the, I, the here, here's the Google definition of front runner. It is, ah, oh, fuck. I tweet too much. Front running is giving one support to a competitor because they are in front. Nobody on Michigan State Twitter, except for Couchburner, but he was doing it as a bit. One person doing it as a bit is legitimately front-running on Twitter. Everyone else was just shutting the fuck up. Oh, what, what am I so, you, you kicked our fucking ass last two years, and we just lost to fucking Rutgers. What the fuck am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say? Nothing. I'm supposed to say you're going to kick our ass and then laugh in your fucking face when you don't. You can't get mad. You don't, you know, you wanted us, Lucas, I believe you said this in your article. So I I think I'm Spartan fanning you, but you said you wanted us to shut up. You know, after we lost 44 to 10, you said, shut up and take your medicine. That's what we did. We did. We didn't get. We didn't talk shit about you. We talked shit about our coaches, and we wanted them gone. Yep. So now, when we stroll into your house as twenty-one point underdogs, and we hold the lead for sixty minutes, sixty minutes, there was not a single second of game time where you held a lead. Not a single second. You got a fourth timeout. 
You got a fourth timeout from Fox. They gifted you a fourth timeout. They gave. They I was. Said, they said. I was nervous. I was going ballistic on Mel Tucker. Ballistic. I'm like, why are you fucking running the ball? Because well, that's no said. one has said I'm a like, fucking. Wait a minute. Something's going on. Like Tucker knows something's happening. Right. You had you had a fucking shot block. There was a shot block that was clean. that was that was clean. It was a clean How's... block. Got called for been... 15 yards. And guess what? You we still had, scored. You had first goal. We had first goal at the 19 after a phantom shot block, and we still punched it in the fucking end zone with yeah. the same play that they scored on in the big house. Three years earlier, a screen pass to Stewart that went a little bit longer, but it was uh, it was the same type of pass. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean you, and on top of it, you let the kid that half of us didn't want on the team <laughs> punk you. I, I like he, he fucking. Uh, I mean, and you Who's know the, the thing is the you thing let, the thing about Connor. Kid, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. You go. let a kid taking prereqs. Go for 196 yards on top of your head. This guy is writing personal essays in WRA 100, and he's fucking and he dropped 200 on your fucking forehead. He was doing Fortnite dances. He was doing Fortnite dances up and down the field, and you couldn't stop him. You had to interfere to slow him down. According to Harbaugh, their best cornerback had to do that. By the way, so Bullshit. that's an honestly that's an indictment on Harbaugh and Don Brown if that's their best corner. Don Brown's scheme is is built with a little bit of holding and tugging, and um, and it normally doesn't get called. It's it's obvious that Tucker addressed that with the refs before the game. That's that's just coaching. Yeah, like that's gamesmanship. Like uh, you know, Izzo says shit about the other team before they yeah. start the game. Harbaugh said and, shit about our guys, probably. And and the, blaming the officials is just weak sauce. I don't want to hear an excuse from them. Blaming either. blaming the officials two days after the game as the head coach of a fucking football team who just got fucking punked as twenty one and a half point fucking underdogs. Yeah. And if if your if your pass pass defense <sighs> relies on breaking the rules, you cannot be pissed. When you get penalized for breaking those rules. Yeah. I'm, right. I mean. Did Aladdin yeah. get pissed when he got caught stealing bread? No. He sang a song <laughs> and he got along and he got, and he got away. Yeah. Nah, so, either, so either teach your corners not to hold <laughs> or don't get pissed when they, when they call you on your bullshit. I, but well, since you can't be a, Brown, you can't be a cheating partner and then go well. Why are you mad at me? I told you I was cheating. <laughs> I love when they showed Doctor Blitz. Um, like he had a he had a, at the beginning of the game he had the mask right here on his chin, and then it went further down like a chin diaper, and then at the end he just had it on his wrist. Yeah, like, I mean, so funny. Harbaugh's mask was probably was... the funniest because he's a fucking loser and put the microphone under his mask uh, <laughs> because he's a fucking moron. So he looked like a goddamn fucking bird. And That's then on top of that, and I and you want to know you want to know the real reason I think he fucking put the microphone under the mask is because he had such a big fucking uh, chaw in his mouth with Ew. his fucking chewing tobacco that. He probably would have, yeah. He 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 probably would have passed the fuck out if he didn't have any ventilation because the stink in there would have fucking killed him. 
Leaders in the best. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's no monsoon. You can't blame their weather. Um, uh, like, like Braylon uh, Edwards did. You can't blame the weather. You can't blame the officials. Uh, yeah. You were 21 point favorite. You got outworked. You got outsmarted. You got outcoached. Yep. That was like, that was surgical. Like I'm literally quoting my article. I don't care. That was surgical. Yeah. What they did to this team. They literally just said, here's everything they don't do well. We're do, we're going to go at it. And if they adjust, they'll beat us. Yeah. But we're going to try our damnedest. And uh, I think Dax Hill after the game said we weren't prepared for a vertical attack. No. Um, we expected them to run the ball. <laughs> did that's, you that's did, poor did they watch game did they watch game film? We couldn't run the ball for shit on. We went what, what did we rush? We did like 39 rushes last week or something stupid yeah. for like 50 yards. Can't well, rush. And with Joe Milton, I didn't mind the answer that he gave, but like if you just read it on paper, you wouldn't think you just go, okay, well that's on the coaches. But like the way he just sits here and goes, no, 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 no. He was never on my radar. I never worried about him. Uh, Good, good player, but I was never worried about him. Like that, that, holy shit, man. That is like, that is like, just, that is like picking up. That is, that is the Michigan arrogance equivalent of just snorting cocaine that is fresh out of the refinery in Columbia. You just fucking took a big old scoop of it with your credit card and just fucking went straight up the goddamn nostril. It's, it's it, what, it, it is so it's so perfect that it is so so Michigan that a school who pretends who pretends that they're they have they're different because their recruits actually go to class. That their recruits have to go to class that they don't have online classes. So that somehow makes them in the same league as Stanford. Who's been to a Rose bowl more recently than Michigan, by the way, or I got to know or wake forest, right? Who, who wake forest, who won an ACC, who won a conference football title more recently than Michigan, by the way. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta know what these general studies classes are. If they're trying, they're trying to complain. They're trying to claim this academic superiority. I got, I gotta know what these general studies classes are. I have to. It's, it is exactly what Coach D said six years ago, when, uh, when MSU was up twenty-eight to three, and Michigan scored that late touchdown and went for two, and they were celebrating like they won the fucking Super Bowl. And that pissed them off so much. I was there. That pissed me off too. And we went right down the field and scored. And D'Antonio said after that game, you know, it's it's not the coaches. It's the program. It's everything. It's not just the coaches. That that attitude trickles down to everybody. And that's why we shoved it down their – he wanted to say shove it up their ass, but he said we shoved it down their throat. Um it's it's back like that i mean it's always been there but like when they lose it's amazing how they just it's like they never have lost a game like in their mind their record is however many thousands of games they played and oh like every loss they can go well that was officiating it was raining uh you know these guys sat out for us uh, it was just it was just a game of 500 well 
If you oh, know, I hate that one. You know what they're gonna do? Matt yeah. Matt brought this up. They their game plan didn't change, and neither did yours. You didn't no. make a single goddamn adjustment. The only job you have as a as a coordinator is to make adjustments. Is to de- is to make adjustments in game. That's your only in game responsibility. And if you don't do that, then what the fuck is your job? Uh, just Harbaugh coached that entire game terrified. Scared. Terrified. He was terrified from the onset. He had – how many times did he have the ball, like the 50 or R45 or whatever, and it was like fourth and one, fourth and two, a perfect spot to either go for it or like fake a punt or like do right. make a momentum-changing play one way or another, right? If it works, you get the momentum and we're on our heels. If it doesn't work, then you know what? We get the momentum. And he didn't because he was scared fucking shitless. And the best part about it was – he was so scared of giving us momentum that he gave us momentum. He, they look like they were able. They look like um, they just were thinking, okay, we're here, we're gonna win. Yeah, we should that win. Is literally, what it looked yeah, like. And that's what it was. The minute, the minute they went up fourteen seven, I was like, uh oh. And when we when when the, they held them to the field goal when Antoine had that great play, that was like, okay. They're gonna. They're fucking nervous. Like you could tell. What was he doing? Two fucking. You, two, you have Cam. You have Cam fucking Milton on the sidelines running, a, and they're running a fucking wildcat at the goal line. He could have ran that play and gotten a touchdown. Yeah, like they could have. Yeah, they could have done literally anything else. <laughs> it, it it was insane. Yeah, like, and that was the only risk he took, and it was the dumbest one that he could have taken because he would have scored a touchdown. Probably very easily if they ran literally anything. They could have leaked a running back out and thrown it into the flat. They could have probably run twice right up the fucking gut and gotten it in. Uh, Fucking Scam Newton could have fucking done something. Like, they could have done anything else but what they did. Scam Newton runs a QB power. That's six. They hand it off to Charbonnet or whoever. That's six. But instead they do this weird bullshit and it backfires on them, and they can't accept that. It has to be the referees. It has to be and, that. It has right. to be that one of Ricky White's catches wasn't actually a catch. And, it has to be that TJ Barrett was short. It there is no there is no there is no accountability. There is right. no, yeah, there is no accountability. And if we really want to bitch about the officiating, I mean, uh, none of none of those penalties led to us scoring. None of the penalties on Michigan led to us scoring. Um, on top of that, they had another two, I think that's four now in the last two weeks, imaginary blindside block calls. One, maybe I'll give them. The one on the on the run where, uh, you know where, Naylor, need, where I, Naylor came in. Yeah, and I need Mike Pereira or Blandino or who the fuck ever is doing these college games or – Whoever the to rules, call this out, call this no, out on air. I just no, I don't need to. I don't need it called out. I just needed. I just needed explained to me because okay. I don't understand what the rule. Do do you need to make eye contact? Do does like the defender need to wave and then for the other guy <laughs> to wave back and then go? Okay, I can block you now. Like Joe Flat came the, in his pants every time that penalty got called. The 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 one the nailer the the run the one on the run. I'm like okay. Oh, 
okay, I guess. It was unnecessary. He came in fully from the side and likely behind him and hit right. him in a spot. It was not necessary. The one on the t- screen that went for 20 yards, uh, I, was, it was Naylor again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he, yeah. he, he ran a fucking basketball screen. That's literally all he fucking did. And the guy ran into him and fucking fell. And, and like, it, there needs to be, uh, there needs to be some kind of like intent, like added to it, like attempt to declete or like attempt to cause injury or something. Maliciousness. Yeah. Like some, you know, like similar to kind of like the targeting thing or whatever, like you have to launch and blah, blah, blah. I, I, I have a big issue with the um, taunting penalty that Gervin got. I think it no, was it no, Shaq, Shaq Brown. It was Shaq Brown, Brown. yeah, Shaq Brown. Um, I'm with Carter on the fact that I don't think uh, unsportsmanlike conduct taunting should be it's, a penalty in college football. It should be a warning. Like, it, give him a warning and say, okay, no, this is no, first you're, warning. No, he, you're right. He knows he can't do it, though. It's, he it's, barely it's, a, did it's it, though. A, That's the problem. Yeah, he still stood over him, and he, he went. Did, yeah. he, did the AI, he did the AI step over. If right, he, right, right. If, if he, he walks away. Just, if he had celebrated with his teams and whooped it up with his teammates, right. that's not 15 yards. But yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree. And I don't even disagree with the spirit of the blindside blocking rule. I would just right. say clarity on how it's supposed to be you, applied. Yeah, that's you need all I, That's all I want, yeah. right? Like, no, I agree. I like agree. if we're the blindside block penalty is only five yards, so I can't call for it to be reviewable like targeting is, right? But I would just like I would like a rules the, expert or it's fifteen. It's fifth. Then it sh- it should be reviewable because got, there should yeah, they be got intent. Two, because they fifteen got yard penalties, right, are intentful. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. difference between holding and pass interference yeah. is intent. It, yeah, it's a fifteen yard and sports line conduct. Yeah, then it should be fucking. Then it should be reviewed like targeting is. That's yeah. fucking ridiculous. I and we've was, gotten yeah, we've gotten four in two weeks, and only one of them has been possibly all right. And it like, just pisses me is, off. This is the other. This is the uh, this is the bigger picture thing. I want to talk. I want to talk about with you guys, and then we'll move on to you know kind of previewing Iowa next week. Like, like as much as, as, as like happy as we are, you know, like this is, this was like a, this was a program defining win and, you know, it, it was super important for Tucker to get, uh, get this, you know, get, get this first win under his belt and to bring Paul home in his first try, something that hasn't been done since Nick Saban is, an, is an incredible achievement, but like, what the fuck do you do if you're Michigan? Like, what the what the fuck? Like, this is this you know this is the guy. Like, you're you're Nebraska now. You're Tennessee. You're Texas. You you can flirt with you can flirt with contention, but you're never gonna be there again. So what the fuck do you do? You call Kanye and ask for him to buy you a hologram of Bo Schembechler. Is he gonna? Is he gonna know, or is he not gonna know? <laughs> oh, he knows. <laughs> and, but here's the other thing. But I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that, Mitch, because 
you know, I grew up a Michigan fan. My dad's my dad like was a Michigan fan. My fiance did, and her father as well. Yeah, my dad and is a Michigan fan. You know, he's motivated primarily by finances, and since he, and since he sent so much money to Michigan State, he kind of doesn't have a choice, right? Absolutely. So, so you know, we joke about this hologram of both thing, but like if you go back and you look at what Bo did in his career. He is Harbaugh. Bo never won a big game. He is, he never is Harbaugh. did. Whenever MSU – when MSU was good under Perlis, they beat Michigan. Yeah. He lost Michigan, to – he Michigan lost, doesn't – yeah, sorry. He lost to Ohio State when they were good, and he lost to Penn State when they were good. Yeah. It's <coughs> – <coughs> Yeah. Hardball is just the Disney live-action remake of, of Bo Schembechler. That's all yeah. it is. No, I mean, Michigan doesn't beat MSU when we're decent. They only – they have, like – they have less in a hundred and however many tries. They have, like, less than five wins, uh, I'd be willing to bet, against a nine-win or better MSU team. Above 500 even. I would be willing to bet if you take out if you take out since the school became I would like to know the record since the school became MSU, right? Because the the are MAC we are, are we so is that that's when we joined the Big Ten, isn't it? Nineteen fifty. It's around the same time, so it's either when we joined the Big Ten or when it's, the school or, okay. or when it's the legit. school became Michigan State University, I, right? I've I've done this a few times. It's legitimately a less than 10 game difference. Yeah. So you take out, you take out the MAC era and you take out the Michigan state college era when it became Michigan state university, right? We were denied. We were denied admission to the big 10 for so long for a reason. It wasn't academics. Michigan, Michigan, Michigan colluded with the other schools to deny us admittance into the big 10 for a reason. Um, okay, so this is just quick Wikipedia search without actually counting it out. But since the since it became a trophy series, I'm assuming that's probably around 1950. Um, it is 38-28 and two in Michigan's favor. Yeah, less than ten games. So when you tr- when you trot out this this record that includes games from 1902 when Michigan Agricultural College had 12 guys who were gassed because they were plowing the fields all week, getting ready for the harvest. And you had fucking mommy and daddy's boys fucking prepping all week. And you had fielding Yost fucking giving a, giving a speech on temperance on Wednesday before practice or fucking whatever. Like that. It doesn't like, when football became regulated and actualized and the NCAA came into existence, it's a lot closer than you think. And when you take out those bullshit championships where you played the Detroit YMCA in Pioneer High School and the free press declares you national champions, you're not the program you think you are. You're, you're not. You're fucking not. And to insinuate otherwise – just because you started playing football earlier than everybody else is fucking ridiculous. You're not, 
you have money like Alabama and Clemson and LSU and Georgia and Oklahoma, but you're not those programs. You're not. You don't have the same you don't have you don't have the swagger you once had. <clears throat> you don't got it like that. And man to man, you never had it like that. You never did. And you have you have half a national title since Iwo Jima. Half of a national title. I think part of their th- problem is they need to they need to dump the Michigan man stigma. They need to dump all the traditions of Bo and the team, the team, the team, and those who stay will be champions. Well, it they're gonna have an easy out. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, they're gonna have they're gonna have an easy out of that shit. But it just drives me nuts when you hear people say. Well, you know, we need a Michigan man to coach Michigan. No, you don't. You just need to make a good hire. How many Michigan men are left? Les Miles? How's he doing at Kansas? <laughs> How many Michigan men are left? So, assuming, assuming I can count, um, and I was trying to do it while, while also listening to you, assuming I can count since 1950, which, if I remember correctly, that's the year we joined the Big Ten, um, it, the series is 31, 38, and 2. That's um, that's Michigan 38, MSU 31, yes. 2 ties? Yes. See, you ain't shit. Right. Yeah. You're a, you're a middling program who, who makes a shit ton of money off of boomers who remember how great football was before Negroes were allowed to pad up. You have half a championship since Iwo Jima. And they and they, they talk that shit like, oh, well, yeah. we have one in 1997. You guys go all the way back to the 60s. It's like, yeah, but the 60s ones were legitimate titles too. Half a championship. And you have contributed nothing to college football. Your helmets are stolen. From us. You stole those helmets. Mm-hmm. We – in. Michigan State integrated college football. What the fuck did you do? Yep. Tried to keep them out. Yeah, I mean, hell, Bear you Bryant. Fought, you fought against integration. Yeah, I, Bear Bryant sent us players because he could not play them at Alabama. It's like Greg Henson's a fan. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's your legacy. Your legacy, your legacy is – your legacy is – National, your legacy is national titles declared by the Detroit Free Press, fighting against integration in a stolen helmet. Yep. I mean, that's what you got. They count wins against the Chicago YMCA and Schools for the Blind and like the Ontario Men's Club as part of their all time record. <laughs> like, and I'm not bullshitting. Like, I've looked it up. Like, I've looked no, into I, it. Like, yeah, like, I'm like, they want to, they're not even, they don't even have, like, they've been bad for so long that they can't even claim to have the best win percent anymore because they don't. They're like third or fourth now. Like, they're still, they still have the most wins, but Alabama and Ohio State are on their fucking ass. Yeah, Ohio State and is really closing the gap. How many, how many, how close is Ohio State's like 
what, three, four years from taking the all-time series? The thing is, right, assuming it's it should get off the pot with Harbaugh. If you if you let him play out his final year without an extension, twenty the the recruiting board is fucked. You might as well yeah. just not even recruit. Right. You might as well just send an offer to every high school kid in the country and then just figure out and just figure out who you're actually gonna give an NLI to later. Right. Because yeah, I, yeah, he, he's he's got one more year, right? Right. Because if so, you think you can't compete with Ohio State now, imagine what's gonna happen when Ryan Day or James Franklin or Paul Christ or Mel Tucker go to a living sit down with your parents, sit down with the kids' parents and say, Listen, we don't know what the future holds future holds in Ann Arbor. Your son could your son could be in a completely diff- different position in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Ryan Day is doing it right now. Ryan, they're okay. already they're already doing it. Yeah, they're Ryan, already doing shit, it. Ryan Day is going to drop a hundred on Jim Harbaugh's head, and then just, yeah, if I, if I, if I, a and, true freshman went for one ninety six against your best cornerback, what's Chris Olave going to do? Ohio State is fifty eight, fifty and six. Thirty nine wins behind Michigan. Within oh, all time. 15, within ten to fifteen years, that could be right. And, I'm not going to say Michigan's going to bottom out, but you know, right. yeah, if Ohio nah. State wins two or three more games a year, uh-huh. yeah, no, for sure, on the um, minimum end. And then in their in their series, it's fifty eight, fifty and six. So Ohio State's eight years away. And that was really lopsided too for a long time. Yeah, Ohio State's eight years away at minimum. <laughs> or yeah. Oh, what's funny is Michigan State is two wins away from topping Colorado. For all time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, do it to him, coach. What? So, like, that's, you know, we're in a great position. Um, and that's where, you know, that's where I want to leave it. So, um, we're going to take back. a – back. We're having fun. Yep. We're back. Um, we're having fun. It's it, – fun levels – in the words of Twil- Trill Withers, fun levels at an all-time high over on this side. Um, <laughs> Until I'm gonna, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to post. I'm going to throw on the, uh, the live reaction uh, recording Lucas did on Saturday. I am beyond hammered in oh, that God. recording. So um, stay tuned until the end to hear that if you would like. Um, We're going to take a quick break uh, to hear a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be back to preview the Iowa game. And we're going to talk a little, we're going to do a little, we're going to do a little movie wire, talk about season two, episode one of Mandalorian. So stay tuned. Autumn is in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure that you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooming. By pumpkins, we actually mean your boys downstairs. In fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls. And great news, they just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. So, I want to take you in the way back machine for a minute here, folks. Uh, Way back in the before times. uh, The first time I decided to shave, 
the the good old testicalis. It was a disaster. Um, I nicked myself all over the place. And, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to tell your dad, hey, dad, I want to shave my balls. Like, how do you have that conversation? You really just don't. Uh, but don't don't worry about it because uh, Manscaped has a solution. So let's not forget about Let's not forget about it. It's the best trimmer for your butt, your balls, your body. The Lawnmower 3.0 offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Their new Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer uses the same skin-safe technology when you're trimming those delicate nose hairs of yours. You, you should go ahead and get yourself a crop care kit. It includes the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Everyone knows pumpkin spice lattes? And ball deodorant, they go hand in hand, folks. You get a, you get the Crop Cleanser Body Wash, a full body wash that you can also use in your hair. You know how much us guys love our 2-in-3-in-1 body wash shampoo conditioner. And you also get some Crop Mop Ball Wipes because you never know when the opportunity strikes. So you should always be prepared. Do you really want to sit? Do you really want to stink when you sit around the Thanksgiving dinner table? I don't think so. And if you suffer from foot stank or stand on your feet all day, then I have a product for you. The Foot Duster Foot Deodorant, which comes in a free gift in the Crop Care Kit, offers a cooling tea tree oil that offers a pleasant experience for the stankiest feet and allows you to take off your shoes in confidence. And the Manscaped Refined Cologne is a cost-effective way to spell clean and fresh for your date. The Crop Kenzer Hair and Body Wash was designed for with aloe vera and sea salt to leave your skin clean, fresh, moisturized, and reinvigorated. All of these products are vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know your manhood is in good hands. So get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code BACON. Again, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code BACON. Make your balls a priority this fall, fellas. Let's talk about Iowa. All right. Thank you, as always, to Manscaped. So uh, let's look forward. We don't want to be confused for Michigan fans here. Uh, To this week's matchup against the (laughs) Iowa Hawkeyes. So um, I don't know much about Iowa this year. you know, having the games at noon is a real killer because you want to be able to take that, that you know, that kind of three thirty beer nap. And you don't really, you don't really watch many of the afternoon games. Uh, but I know that their leading pass catcher Amir Smith Marset was arrested um, Saturday night into Sunday um, for an OWI. Um, he is suspended for until indefinitely i believe the suspension is um you know we we know iowa is a program that has had some to put it lightly off the field concerns this year and uh for many people around the program they're they're feeling like it's kind of the beginning of the end of the kirk ferentz era um so uh mitch do you you you're a little more you're a little more plugged in to Iowa than I am so I kind of want to get your thoughts yeah I mean um like you said they're having 
all sorts of off-field issues. I mean, if I had to guess two guys with the hottest seats in the Big Ten right now are probably Jim Harbaugh and Kirk Ferentz in, in some order, whether you want, you know, Ferentz higher or not, um, with all of the off-field stuff they have going on. Um, and we know all about here, you know, at Michigan State, we know all about what off-the-field noise and can do to a team, right? Like, um, after all the stuff in 16 um, with Nassar and then, like, the bullshit from OTL, like, and the Donnie Corley stuff and all of that, like, uh, that ruined Mark D'Antonio. I mean, completely ruined him. He became a shell of himself and shut down recruiting and, you know, just kind of coasted the rest of his career. And then it even messed up our basketball team with the Hall of Fame coach, right? Like, it, his legacy was being questioned by OTL. Um, they, they, they tried to, you know, assassinate his character and that took a toll on him. And I'm sure it's doing the same thing to Kirk Ferentz. Uh, and I'm not saying it's not warranted like the, the smoke around the program, but, uh, they have a lot of problems right now. They're Owen two. They lost to a Purdue team, um, in their first game without their head coach. Um, I don't think Moore played that game, did he? No, Rondale Moore didn't play. Yeah, and and no, and no, Rondale Moore. They're their best, you know, probably a top what top three player in the in the Big Ten, top five at least. Top five, yeah, yeah. yeah top yeah. top five. Rondale Moore is, I mean, electric. And then uh, last week they lost to a Northwestern team that I mean is it, surprising people at least a little bit. They they you know beat up on Maryland, which no one thought was going to be any good, but then Maryland beat up on uh, Minnesota, so like maybe. Maryland's decent or I don't know, maybe Minnesota's complete fraud. We don't really know yet. Um, and I, yeah, so they're, they're own two. They're going to be look, I was going to be looking for a big win. Uh, Valeni was talking about um, today how, you know, Michigan likes to put their guys on islands. Um, and that's why we were able to beat them over the top so easily. Uh, but Iowa doesn't do that. Like they're going to have, they're, they're going to play cover too. They're going to have guys to cover over the top. Right. So, uh, so we're going to have to see if Rocky can hit some of those shorter crossing routes and those more medium routes, which, you know, he, he went 17 to 32 and a lot of those that he missed were those medium route touch passes. Um, uh, you know, after last weekend, like, I want to be excited and I want to be like, hey, we're going to win this game for sure kind of thing because I was struggling. But we're going to Kinnick and, and they're going to throw a completely different look at us. I mean, if Tucker can keep keep it rolling and Rocky can adjust and Jay Johnson can unveil more of the playbook, then, yeah, I'm, I, we definitely have a shot. I, th- I think I, we have a much better shot than I thought we did at the beginning of the season. Um, and, you know, it helps that Iowa's going to be missing its best pass catcher and kick returner. He's also their kick returner. Um, so, uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I think I think we can win. I'm not going to say – I'm not going to go as far as saying we should win. But Yeah, no, I think um, – I think this might be the, the real true test of, 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 you know, how Mel Tucker and co – how co you know kind of adjust now, right? Because uh, they're going to be, they're going to have a, they're going to have a staff that's not afraid to make adjustments at halftime. Um, they're not gonna, if something, if Michigan State finds a weakness and starts exploiting it, um, that's not going to be, that's not going to be a weakness that's available forever. 
Um, they're going to shore it up, whether they, they look different schematically or they do something else. It's not going to, you know, we're not going to be able to just, uh, in the words of Rico Beard, tell Ricky White to go run to the Buick and turn left. You know, they're going to have, they're going to have different coverages and, and this will be the this will be the true kind of this will be like okay like we know how you respond to a loss how do you stop how do you stop from a letdown after a big win yeah um, and just looking um, you know just reading the box score I, I didn't like you I didn't watch the games um, you know in game one Iowa rushed for 195 yards and threw for 265 that's a pretty balanced attack. Um, yeah. So you're going to have to worry about the run on the pass. In game two, they struggled a little bit more uh, rushing. They only had uh, 77 yards on the ground, but they still put up 216 in the air. Um, now, again, granted, they're missing their best pass catcher. Um, but, you know, like uh, Michigan, Michigan was honestly relatively one-dimensional. Like they didn't really get the ground game going that much. Um, and they relied on on Milton, and for the most part, he he didn't really get the job done all that much. So you know we're gonna it, it's gonna be a completely different look because they play a completely different you know they play a completely different game. Um, so we're just gonna have to see how how the staff prepares. I mean, the nice thing is uh, they have two uh, two full games of game tape on Iowa, um, both of which were like competitive till the end. So like Iowa was trying to win both those games the whole way. So we'll get to see pretty much every trick that they have. We know Iowa is a tight end factory, so I'm sure they have decent tight ends. Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't think that the no crowd was that much of a factor last week because the the big house goes quiet when Michigan is down no matter what game, right? So it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been an issue. I think I think this is gonna be the first game where where not having a crowd is really gonna benefit MSU. Right. And it's also yeah, I mean and it's also the first real road trip because going, yeah. you know, fifty minutes to Ann Arbor doesn't count. Right. And you know, this is you know, not to be like not to be a doom, you know, not to be a doomsayer, but you know, if if we go to Iowa and come back and you know, who knows what's going to happen covid, I mean, that's that's the thing, right? Is like we Yeah, well, I mean I'm hoping we're taking private you know, private charter or something. No, like yeah, so. we should. No, I'm that's just like oh, if, yeah. you know, whatever's going on, you know, what if the Iowa, you know, team yeah, so we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Him. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Lucas, do you have any? Do you have any thoughts of feeling? You know, kind of about this weekend. I, you know, D'Antonio had a really fucking good record the week after the Michigan game, and I want to see what Tucker does after the Michigan game because, uh, if I remember correctly, in two thousand seven, he came out. I think they were. Five and five after that game, and uh, went out and beat Purdue um, in at Purdue, and went out and beat Penn State, who I think was ranked at the time. So I, I want to obviously different times of the season, but I want to see how, the response. 
to yeah. this gigantic win. Are they going to struggle? Are they going to have the hangover? You know, it's not like a Super Bowl, but, you know, it's like, you know, they might be feeling themselves, and I, I wouldn't blame them. But Iowa is a very beatable team, but, you know, switching to a cover defense zones and all that, that's going to be interesting to see how Rocky uh, com- combats that. And I just want to see the rushing game get just a little bit more push this week. And I know it's historically not gone well, gone so great against Iowa in that department, but something's got to give. 2020 is such a weird year. And yeah. I mean, just from looking at the splits, Iowa's pretty, they average, they're averaging 93 yards on penalties uh, a game. So that could be something to exploit them. Now, obviously, I don't think that's going to happen this game. We're not going to get that many great breaks this year. But that's something to maybe see, okay, what are these penalties? Can we kind of draw on that? Kind of like how they drew on the Don Brown uh, holding. And their quarterback has not done very well. 53 completion percentage, one touchdown, three picks. Um, Average yards per attempt is 4.1. Um, it's not, not that great. And I'm not saying Rocky's a superstar yet, but either he's going to come out in his home state and ball out, or this is going to be one of those just really frustrating, like 17 to 13 type of losses where the, the opportunities are there, but we lose it. Or we come out gangbusters and win, you know, 24 to 21, something like that. It's going to be a struggle. It always is with Iowa. It's it's either going to be a really close game or Iowa's going to blow us out. That's that's how it always seems to happen at Kinnick, no matter how good of an MSU team is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know that we joke, but you know Kirk Ferentz in his tenure at his tenure in Iowa is just it's been a metronome. They've always been solid. It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to have that kind of cotton, to have that kind of, kind of continuity over, you know, two decades is, it is impressive. And, uh, but this, it'll be be a battle. We're going in as dogs for a reason because Iowa's better than their record says, set. I do think that it opened at nine. It's down to seven, right? Or maybe even less at this point. Six and six and a half, according to ESPN. Um, Nine was too many. Six and a half might be too many. I think it's going to cover around five and a half, five. At right, yeah, I, I think like that That four area is like that. I don't think it'll get that low, but I think that four area is like the sweet spot for us. Like I think like, like you know, it, another 27, 24, 24, 20 or whatever. Like neither of these offenses are going to be super explosive. I, right. I don't. I don't think. Um, it seems like we both have game managers at quarterback. I mean, Rocky can make the electric play, but he's not. He's not Connor Cook. He needs to make the more consistent throws. Yeah, yeah. Like his, and that's yeah. He he was hitting bombs, you know, all day. Ricky White was catching anything within a ten ten fucking foot radius. Um, he's but just. If he can hit those ten yard slants. Yeah, he. He's gonna eat Iowa. He alive, his biggest. It's like watching fucking Andrew Maxwell, but he's more talented. He throws that ball no matter what at 850 miles an hour. 
Yeah, it's um, it it's kind of crazy. The people assume that because you know it's a deep route that it's a harder throw to make, but you'll hear quarterback coaches say all the time, the hardest throw in football is a twelve yard out. Right. Yeah. And yeah, and we've seen it. We've seen he's 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 had those got those throws wide open both weeks and just fucking float on skied them right over people's heads or right through their hands because he's throwing the ball at a million miles an hour. He only has a fastball. He like like there his his placement was very good this week this weekend. Uh, I don't his people were talking about how good his touch was. I don't think his touch was like anything crazy but his placement was very good this week he only threw balls where yeah. his guys could get them um he never had a throw that made me scared it was going to get picked off joe milton was daring us to pick him off and i'm so mad that we did there there was one that was dropped and then there was one that if um i think it was gervin if he read it right yeah it's pick six yeah there but, were we, there were at least five passes that we could have picked off last week that we didn't um, but like looking at Iowa, like they're they're literally they've scored twenty points in both games. Right. So is MSU, twenty seven. Um, they've only given up twenty two and a half a game. So, I mean, it it could be a game where yeah, like we've been saying, three four points, like a field goal at the end could win it for one of these teams. Like it's, I think we all agree that if it was if it's a blowout, we'd be pretty shocked either way. Yeah. So it's. You know, it. You know, this is kind of like a. This is, this is kind of a rubber meets the meets the road game a little bit. You know, it's. It's, you know, first week one you had an unexpected loss where your team looked like shit and you had a bad. You know, the play calling was bad, and then. And then you follow that up with just a master class in coaching, but like you weren't really challenged, you know, it, you weren't, you didn't really, you didn't have to change your game plan midstream that much. So now we're kind of at a, now we're kind of at a point where you're going to have to, where you're going to have to show, where you're going to have to show a little more chutzpah, Mm -hmm. you know, a little more, uh, you know, you're going to have to show a little more brain here and yeah. see how well the team can adjust. And then we'll, uh, and then we'll yeah. go from there. Yeah. And I was looking at, I'm just looking up the SP plus rankings real quick. So you said they gave up 20 points in each game. They've played 20, the number 22 the number, and a half per, per game. Okay. So they've they played the number, up. they played the number. No, how many points have they scored, sir? Uh, 40. I think they've averaged okay, 20, so 20, a 20 a game. Okay, so uh, Northwestern is the number three SP plus defense. Um, oh. And Purdue Purdue is the number 60 SP plus defense. Holy and, shit. That's... And we are the number 15 SP plus defense. So that's um, – So, uh, so oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, so, like, we're pretty high up there. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't score – you know, I don't think they're going to score a ton on us. Our defenses look solid. Um, I'd like to see us clean up some, like, third down. Uh, third, you know, we had Michigan right. third and long all day long, and they, they converted too many times. Um, I'm, I really want to see if these off-field distractions are going to keep keep distri- keep rearing yeah. the ugly head. Like, because you have the lawsuit, you know, for $20 million that want – and they want Ference, his son, who's the O.C., 
and the AD fired. And, you know, you obviously have um, Amir Smith-Marset being right. gone. And what's really – I kind of – I want I kind of have a hot take. If Iowa loses this game, and I don't think it matters how they lose, I think they're going to fire Ferentz because they have enough um, – they have enough evidence from their law firms, from their investigations that they can fire him with cause. Yeah. Like there's I mean, enough there for them to, Ferentz is literally just sitting there waiting for the end at this point. And it could come Saturday, like losing, you know, the, the, the kind of visual of like, you know, losing to the team that lost to Rutgers, like Michigan fans are saying like, but then you lose to like a first year coach who only had like a month of prep. I mean, that's an indictment. And he's had a great, he's had a great career at Iowa. But I, it's it's like uh, D'Antonio. Either you live, either you die the hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah. I'm really yeah. interested to see what happens after this game if they lose. Yeah, I mean, my biggest worry, honestly, my biggest worry about this game is an emotional letdown. Uh, I yeah. think, yeah, I think if we can, you know, bring bring the same passion, bring some of the emotion uh, that we brought, you know, from last week. I know it's not a rivalry game, but still. Um, I, I think I think we'll be all right. Uh, I Might was come looking, out slow, but then but then warm up in like the second quarter. Right, and uh, I mean, so far, honestly, the funny part is our team looks almost identical to what SP plus was, what it's looked like the last few years. Our offense is ranked 111th. Yeah, I mean, 27 our, points a game isn't isn't. Yeah, uh, and our defense is Yeah, our defense is 15th. That's that's and, nice. And then. Iowa, I lost them. Iowa's pretty decent. Uh, Iowa is 69 SP plus. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, right? Never mind. And, and 12 SP plus defense. Yeah. Oh, so, 12 defense. Um, okay. So, yeah. So we'll, right uh, you know, um, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, we'll, I'm sure more will be discussed on the betting pod. Um, we're going to try to have a, a very special guest on the betting podcast this Thursday. Uh, you guys want you guys want to uh, wrap up with a little Mando talk? Yep, absolutely. All right, movie wire minute. So if you're triggered by us talking about Star Wars, then you should probably fuck off now. Uh, thanks for fuck tuning off and in. survive. Yeah, fuck off and fuck off and survive. Uh, you know this this first episode. Um, fuck man, the only thing I gotta say is I would let bearded Timothy Oliphant do whatever he wanted to me. Like, straight up. Like, my God. Handsome fella. Yeah. that. But on, on a serious note, I, I really like this episode. Um, written and directed by written and directed by showrunner John Favreau. Um, I like the setup. You know, I kind of like the setup of the season they're going where uh, he has to find other Mandalorians so they can tell him what to do with this, with this baby. Yeah. Um, and you know, I like I like how they're setting up. So you know, I'll 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 turn it over to the I'll turn it over to the floor for their thoughts. Go ahead, Mitch. No, I just uh, yeah. I I mean, I, I loved it. Uh, it was uh, my my only the only thing that's it's just fucking hilarious about Star Wars is we have an entire galaxy to play in. They can make up <laughs> any planet that they fucking want, right? And ninety nine percent of the storyline happens on fucking Tatooine. <laughs> fucking de- fucking desert planet that doesn't mean goddamn shit in the grand scheme of things and like 
it's in every fucking movie. It's got to be like the most important place in Star Wars lore. Like, yeah, it's know? it's the single in in a galaxy which, by definition, is ever expanding. It is the single most important place. It's what New Yorkers think New York City is. Like, it's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) It's what Michigan football, Tatooine is what Michigan football fans think Michigan football is. Yeah, there you go. No shit. Um, Hmm. But but no, I mean, I just, I loved it. Uh, The one thing, again, I I completely forgot that Disney Plus was going with, like, goes with a weekly release. So... Originally, I was like, oh, shit, Mando's back Friday. If the game goes south on Saturday, I'm just going to fucking binge the whole season. And then I went, son of a bitch, it's only one episode. Wrong. I went to bed early on Thursday, so I woke up early on Friday. And I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to watch Mando. And I watched it like 6 a.m. Yeah, so, um, you know, there's not really much to talk about the specifics of the episode. Um, that's what I kind of like about man about the Mandalorian. It's not, um, it's, it's a broader story. It's not so much, yeah. you know, like we're looking for like twist or for like whatever. It's just kind of a nice, it's a nice viewing experience. It's an enjoyable viewing experience, but I want to talk about the end. So if you haven't watched season two, episode one of the Mandalorian yet, and you stuck around for movie wire talk, then you've been warned. You, um, you need to, you need to leave the end. Um, the final oh, scene. That. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you guys was like, is that Boba Fett? Cause it's clearly tomorrow Morrison. But I think like, it's him. Is it, we know that we know that is it Cody or Rex who's in this season? It, Rex is Rex. confirmed, right? Rex is coming, yeah. So is that is that Boba Fett or is that Rex? That's well, what we don't know, right? Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe not because I, I watched a little bit of uh, Lights, Camera, Barstool's recap. I'm not going to watch 45 minutes worth of recap, but I skipped to the end, and Jeff and Robbie and Ken Jack were all pretty adamant that it's Boba Fett, but – now that now that I remember uh, Rex is in the season, I, I, to quote Tony Romo, I don't know Jim. I don't know about that because we see we see Rex um, we see Rex at the end at at a point in Rebels. I haven't watched Rebels, but I know that he shows up in an arc because he shows up with Ahsoka, and like it could very well be Boba Fett. Uh, and the thing that might set up the thing that might set up being Boba Fett was um, uh, Timothy Oliphant's character. Um, his name is his name is escaping me right now. Oh, I saw it earlier. He said something about um, the Sarlacc, like a Sarlacc, right? Yeah. Like about how their plan was like he did some kind of like. Uh, like colloquialism about a sarlacc and Mando replied, not if they eat the, not if it eats the sarlacc. So it's, it's very likely that this, this dragon that they, that they destroyed in this episode ate the sarlacc that ate Boba Fett. 
and Boba Fett was able to escape in the in in like the process. And he sold his armor to Jawas, and now he's just kind of wandering the desert as like a as like a nomad. So that very well could be possible, but right. Yeah. It looks like Boba Fett. I just went back and watched it again. Yeah, I'll have to um I'll have to rewatch I'll, I'm going to rewatch the episode tonight and yeah. um I'll, I'll I'll give it a double look, but and I just uh you know, I I just I love what they do with Baby Yoda. He's you know, he doesn't really say anything and he didn't actually have like much of an impact in this one, but just like his mannerisms and like when he knows he shouldn't be seeing something, so he closes his fucking his little dome and hides and shit. Like he he's a I've noticed like he's a lot more verbal this season. Like he's making like he's, yeah, like he's cooing a lot more yeah, he's and he's cooing, making yeah. and he's making more noise. Yeah. I can't wait for the first <laughs> I, I just have a couple notes. Um I like that we're seeing a different part of tattooing. Yeah. Mitch yeah. is right. We need yeah. to get the fuck off tattooing. It's like Jurassic Park. <laughs> sure the movies aren't great, but eventually you gotta get the fuck off the island. Yeah. Um, or you just gotta like stop cloning dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Um, or kids. But um, it, this series is basically like a GTA live action series that's Star Wars. Like, like you're Mando, and you just like go to these places with this sidekick, and you're you're asked to help a task. All right. Like that's what most of it is. And obviously, there's build up. You know, we're still gonna see. Um, I forget. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character's name, but you know he's he's setting up to be the guy, like the final boss at the end of the season. Um, I like the little episode one nod with um, uh, the with oh his name is Cobb Vanth, uh, Timothy Oliphant's character. Okay, Cobb Vanth, yeah. His his little uh, speeder was part of a pod racer, which was yep. pretty pretty cool little nod. And the other thing I really liked is that like we didn't have to see the sand people as bad guys. Yes. That was cool. Yeah. That was was a nice refresh from the movies. You know, Anakin fucking slaughtered them. I know. Fucking Jawas. And you know, now we're just like, okay, like you're kind of, you're getting a little more weird, but you're also just exploring like, Hey, these guys were bad in the movies. Let's kind of show the good side or show that they're just normal beings like the rest of of the star Wars universe. Um, so that that's what I liked, and I liked that it was fifty minutes. Oh I, yeah, the length. I hope they're all around that length. I doubt it, but they have enough new characters and enough of a following that they can do what the fuck they want. Because yep. I love season one, but I wanted the episodes to be way more than twenty minutes. I watch a fucking hour of that shit. Mitch, you're um you're you're tied into the lore. You're plugged into the lore. Um, so when the armorer. Um, refers to at the end of season one, he she tells Mando that there was this warrior named Mandalore the Great. Now, do we know who Mandalore the Great is, or is she talking about like Boba Fett? I'm honestly or not, Jango Fett. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm honestly not sure. We'll have to. I want to do. I want. I want. I um, meant to look into that. I thought you would know, but um, I'm doing. I'm doing some research right now. <laughs> but all right, it's a. Uh, but we'll just leave it here. Um, it was a great start to the season. Uh, 
a, a normal part of of our world is back. Yeah. yeah. Finally. Now just give me the Marvel. Now just give me the fucking Marvel shows already. Uh, oh, MS, MSU beat Michigan. Nature is healing. Um, <laughs> the world is healing. Yeah. yeah. El was burning couches. Oh, you there's this, one of my fraternity brothers. There's this great photo of him. He's dressed. He's dressed up like a coach. So he's got the he's got the sideline polo, the hat, like a head like a gaming headset, like like around his on top of it and he's wearing khakis and tennis shoes and he's giving a double thumbs up in front of a burning couch. It is incredible. I saw the burning couch and I'm just like, (sighs) (laughs) nostalgic. Uh, Mitch, thanks for filling in for Brett this week. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me. Yep. Uh, We'll we'll be back on Thursday with the betting pod. Until then. Fellas, go green. Go white. Go sponge. We're out. edition of bacon wire podcast this is gonna be on the end of monday Michigan, baby. let's fucking go let's fucking go <laughs> michigan state run seven baby michigan 24 one of the best drives i've seen since the podcast right now in the game that drive was brilliant yeah. that's what we need i'm i'm, I'm still Jason. 
Okay, I want everyone's reaction starting with Carter. We're going to go with Carter first. This is an absolute tale of two teams. We watched Michigan State turn the ball over seven times last week. He gave up 38 points to Rutgers and lose at home. Then they go to Ann Arbor against Michigan, who just absolutely smacked up hey, Minnesota. Carter, who I guess we My friend's burning his Mexican jersey. What's <laughs> <laughs> up? And they go to Ann Arbor and win. My gosh. Oh, I was holding my breath the entire time. My blood pressure is probably a million right now. Oh, wow. It's like they tried to give Michigan every chance to like have a little bit of a comeback. Oh, they're burning. <laughs> oh, my God. They're it's bad audio. A star is born. In, oh, my gosh. A star is born in Ricky White. Ricky White is Oh, listen, we're recording for the podcast right now, man. Uh, we're already we're already recording. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch yeah. go ahead. We're just gonna plot this at the end of Monday. Who's got the lighter? So you can you can have like okay, um let's see Jeebus. Can you talk or do you want to wait? Don't hurt yourself, please. I'll talk. What what are your thoughts? Give your give your reaction. What I just saw, I just absolutely insane after last week. I, I cannot believe that the game was even close, let alone Michigan State winning. I feel so good. This is the happiest I've been since the game against Duke. Uh, you got to be kidding me. That's all I can say. All right, Mitch. I, I was live tweeting the game for, for Bacon Wire, and uh, I just – I'm dumb. I'm dumbfounded. I, I can't believe that the same team played football last week. Like that, uh, there's still some, you know, still some things. The, the exciting part, honestly, is there's still some things to clean up, and we just spanked our rival. Yeah, like we bent, but we didn't break. Like Spartan Dog, what's right. your reaction? Like, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> um, I have three words. <laughs> um, I have been drinking since eight thirty in the morning, so. <laughs> Uh, excuse me if I don't take this lightly for you um, audio only listeners which is all of you I'm holding a scale replica of the Paul Bunyan trophy right now so I'm going to hold up the Paul Bunyan trophy to my ear like it's a telephone and I'm going to say I, what's that? I can't hear you I have too much fucking money in my ear <laughs> fuck those Wolverines man that, bro that broadcast was sucked like it was yeah what was that at the end of the game was crying in the arms of Gus Johnson at the end of that game. Oh, Joel, yeah. Joel Klatt's absolutely Klatt's running from just his went nose. to a fucking funeral for his own mom as we were walking off the field. Joel Klatt fucking sucks. Joel Klatt sucks, man. Yeah, like, it, it, made, it made you feel bummed out even though they were in the game. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to unmute Spartan Dog. It's, like, slow. But I'm just trying to there were yeah there were times where Michigan State got away with a few things like that read catch on third down actually probably wasn't and then Gervin tackled their receiver on one third down but uh you know what I'll take it uh I think that they thoroughly outplayed them for most of the game I mean you know Michigan's play calling was suspect I got a buddy here who I live with who's a Michigan fan and he was not a fan of of Gaddis's play calling but hmm. I can't believe they got that done, man. When they needed a clutch play, I mean, Ricky White was usually there. And as much as I as much as I harp on Connor Hayward, I really, you know, today he stepped up big. He had two big touchdowns. 
He had the onside kick recovery. And Rocky freaking Lombardi looked pretty good today, man. I mean, that guy is just getting it done. The the biggest thing the biggest thing with Connor Hayward and the thing that I absolutely loved we used him correctly. We've been saying for two years that the kid is not a running back. You can pass him the ball. He has great hands. He has great hands. You can yeah. use him out of you can use him out of the backfield. You can use him in screens. You can use him on out routes, like like we did on his first touchdown. That's exactly how you use Connor Hayward. And we did it finally, semi-correctly, and it worked. Yeah, like, I still question him being in the game at certain points, but I'm never going to, like, completely shit on a college kid. You know, like, I'm not saying anyone has to or doesn't, but he really proved his worth with that. I just thought it was so fitting with all the bitching we've done about him the last two weeks that he gets the onside recovery that wins the game, essentially. I mean – I thought it was over, but I – so I guess I missed it. There was a timeout that Michigan took, but then they got it back because there was an equipment malfunction. I'll say a game I would never – I was already pissed at the Fox broadcast. Their, their announcers were shit. Their camera work was terrible. And clearly they don't know how to keep track of timeouts because – I was ready. To, I was literally. I was ready to, to fire Mel Tucker. I was like, "Why are you not fucking taking a knee? What are you fucking doing?" And then, the, and then Joel Clack comes in with a, "Oh, they were gifted a, a timeout because of an equipment malfunction." Ridiculous. Oh, yeah, and um, for those listening, I'm sure a decent amount of you MSU fans are blocked by um, Wolverine devotee. We were really excited um, before <laughs> the game because we thought. No, Realistically, we thought MSU was going to lose. We really did. On paper, it seemed like they were, mean, we, we, we weren't mad. We were just like, I let's just get this shit over with. Can I say something about Wolverine Devo to you? Oh, time. yeah, yeah, go ahead. I said it last week in the chat. I, like I said it last wish. week in something that does. Sorry, guys. No, what's up? Go ahead, Dave. Right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I mean, last week, even after the Rutgers game, I said, you know what? I think these guys are going to. Sh- I think these guys are going to come show up and they're going to play next week. But there was not much faith from anyone else, so I started to think, you know what? Why should I believe it? But oh, they got it done. I mean, this is so big. I hope people, you know, that were ready to jump ship on on Mel Tucker last week are, you know, a little bit more back on. Yeah, on the train. Especially because we actually, because we actually exploited a Michigan weakness, and that's our vertical game going against their corners. Because Ricky White just smoked, you know, Michigan corners all day. Naylor had a few good catches, but I mean, I think we have a star in Ricky White. Eight catches, 196 yards, and a touchdown. That that touchdown of his was an absolute beauty. It was amazing. Yeah, I can't believe they got that done. Um, this is one that we're going to remember for a um, a very very long time. Um, especially with it being Mel's first win, straight up win at MSU. Like that's monumental. And, but I want to say about Wolverine devotee, we were all waiting for him. He's to, on private, man. We were waiting for him to open the window. He said he was going to open the window. And then when he blocked us, it was shutting it. He's gone private too. So if I know he'll never listen, but you know, maybe a Michigan fan listens and clips this. You're a big bitch, Wolverine devotee. I'm not going to dox you. I know who you are. But you're a big bitch. 
You need, I would like you need to take your medicine just like you talk shit all off season. You need to fucking take it. You need to take it like a man. Not don't hide behind the window. But you did nail it shut though for now. That's all I have to say about him. No honking today. No. I do have one thing to say uh, directly to Wolverine Do- Devotee. I hope he hears this. <laughs> I would like to wish you luck as your Bowling Green Falcons. <laughs> Take on the Toledo Rockets on Wednesday. <laughs> Maxion. All right. I'm- hey, can we um oh, can can we help? Uh, can we have a GoFundMe for Bean? We know his broke ass can't get up here. Can we have a GoFundMe for Bean to come up here and help Harbaugh back his bags? We're not. Who no, Bean yeah, actually said back under said. I don't. Bean deleted. I don't know if this is confirmed, but I've heard that Bean deleted his Twitter account. He did. On. Yeah. Wait, he deleted his Twitter account. Yeah, I'll, Not, I can send he, you a screenshot, Mitch. He, no. He, no uh, Carter showed me, too. He's He's gone. G-A – what is it? G-A, G-A blue, blue Bean. Blue Bean. It's gone. I, this account does I, not exist. I would also he like deleted his – a grown man. A grown, grown man a child. He can't – A grown that. man who's so old he's already balding deleted his Twitter account. Because of a football game. I, uh, this, this is great. Like, we have so we have so many receipts. It's like we're doing our fucking taxes right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, yeah. On these motherfuckers. I would like to send the message. What? This is – so, uh, so David, David said it earlier. This is the best – yeah, this is the best win probably since Duke. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is probably the best win since Duke in basketball. When, is this the best football win since 2017? I think it's Michigan? the best football win since the last Michigan game. Yeah, yeah. 2017 There's, Michigan, right? Like, yeah, I, you know, Michigan State has won three Big Tens and been to the college football playoff in the last decade. But well, yeah, 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 yeah. But, 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 but yeah, Michigan. but I mean, as 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 feeling good that like the last time we felt this good was oh, yeah. 2017 Michigan. I mean, cause basically even the rest of that season was fine, but yeah, you know, we didn't beat anyone of note. And then we got blitzed by Ohio state in 2017. I went to that game. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, 2018, 2019 were just abysmal. Nothing feels as good as beating Michigan. This is oh, no. true. I mean, I'm going to make an MGO blog account and get Insta banned, <laughs> to be honest. So, like, the big, honestly, of all the things I will never forgive D'Antonio for, if he would have won in 18 or 19, the last 12-year sample size, so, like, if he would have won in 19, it would have worked. If he would have won in 18, it would have worked. Right. Uh, the 12-year sample size would have been 3 and 9. <laughs> And that is literally my biggest gripe with Mark D'Antonio, more I, so than keeping the staff, more so than anything he did at the end of his tenure. I'm so mad he did not give us three and nine jokes. I, I can't, I can't get over the Michigan fans saying three and nine. They went three and nine eight years earlier. Like it's yeah. within, it's within the same decade. It's it within a decade. Like Correct. home loss to Toledo. Yeah, like I don't get that. Oh, um. I got to shout out Sean. Uh, Brett is cashing his own receipts for some of us. Uh, I'm not going to discuss what I have to do um, since. Man, I haven't looked at Twitter. I've been driving. Um, 
Sean last night tweeted, if MSU beats Michigan, I will get Mel's bacon dick edit tattooed on my ass. Oh, he really? He's got to do it. <laughs> no, That's no, awesome. he didn't. No, he did not. He won't. I, I, that is awesome. But that was Connor. Oh, there's another Wolverine. Wait, did S did SD did SD piss himself? Oh, I'm sure he has. He's he's fucking hammered. <laughs> I'm sure he has. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. Our, uh... um, so let's talk. You, I'm not gonna go harp on Scott Bell that much. That's what I was gonna do. But um, <laughs> I just want to say he can eat a giant cock tonight. Oh my! Yeah, God. Scott Bell. Yeah, I, Scott this Bell. You suck. From okay, Brew. Hey, wait, pissed did, me off so much. Did Scott? Hey, did Scott actually donate any money from that thing? No, Isaac or did no, he but Isaac donated or did he just have Isaac donate all the money? Isaac donated five hundred. Scott is probably asking for more newsletter subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say about Scott Carter? Well, I wanted to say first off, it looks like he's having a bit of a meltdown right now. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, there's a abhorrent performance on a number of different levels. Uh, that's the good news is tomorrow's my birthday. All sorts of stuff. And I wanted to say, Scott Bell is probably my least favorite Twitter, Michigan Twitter user. Scott Bell, you suck. You have a horrible, brain-dead, mouth-drooling fan base that you cherry-pick and appeal to like the loser you are. You never tweet anything with any type of quality at any point. I think you suck. Yeah. I could go harder, but that would go for hours. I I, I lost a lot. Like I never liked Scott Bell, but when he when he made a joke regarding Cassius Winston's brother dying, that was like the last straw to me. Um, I think about, I think he's truly a terrible person. I really I think he sucks ass. How about just this morning accusing that D'Antonio would oh yeah give COVID to Michigan players on purpose? People are that's dying, a, dude. That's like a Rick Riley ass tweet. That's so that's some shit that yeah that's some shit that that's some shit Rick Dunaway would say. Or the president of the United States. You're, uh, you want to know what's going to be so fucking great? Valenti. 2 p.m. Oh, oh that's 97 won the ticket. Oh. A complete four hours of oh, Rico yeah. and Valenti oh, yeah. destroying. Did you, did you listen to him uh, Friday at all? I did not. He, he was sort of believing they could win. He's like, Call me crazy, but I think they have a shot. And like Rico's like, no way, man. Maryland, Maryland beating Minnesota last night. Gave me a little bit of hope. The only inkling. I was like, oh my God, it's COVID season. We might do this. Oh. I I forget who it was, but there was a player who had a player on Michigan State who's a fifth year senior who had a quote saying, This week has been the most intense week of practices we've ever had. Yeah, it was Hayward. It wasn't Hayward? Hey guys, couches are burning. Love to see yeah. it. Right. We need we need that. to thank Jordan. That was the best like troll job. I, I yeah, think you know, honestly, yeah, I, I like yeah. I'm no, bowing, I mean, Jordan. You listen, could not, listen, yeah, I made I sure not believe my eyes when I read I'm, that. I'm I'm moronically superstitious with games and shit. Like like when I was in the Izone, we'd have to sit in the same order every time. Like <laughs> uh, or like football games, we'd sit in the same order. Uh, like uh, I drink I drink two and a half uh, I drink two and a half drinks in the first half of the game and we were winning so I made sure to drink <laughs> two and a half more in the side like like I, and like I timed it like I had one sip left with thirty seven seconds left and I looked at my roommate and I was like do I drink this now or do I wait till the game's over 
Like I'm, I, I know it doesn't actually mean anything, no. but like I am just stupid superstitious. And like, if things aren't working, like I'll change clothes or uh, I'll, I'll, I'll sit in a different spot on the couch or, or something. And like, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but today it fucking worked. Yeah. Like so I, I sat in the exact same spot the entire game. Right. I told my fiance, she was, she started, she, she was in the, she was in the bedroom for the first half of the game playing games on her iPad. I was like, you're not allowed to come out of, of, of the bedroom. <laughs> like sometimes I won't pee. Like, you know, like obviously when you drink and like you have to pee, you know, you have to pee really bad and sometimes you can't help it. But like I peed in the first half and I was like, cool. So I'm in the clear. Like I, I can right. pee now the rest of the game. So I, I had, I, I probably peed like five times. Like, man, that, uh, it, this is just. <laughs> I, when I started when I when I started feeling the the alcohol, I I started getting fucking warm, and I was like, shit, I gotta open the door. And I actually did open the door, and I looked at my roommate, and I was like, if this goes south, we're closing the fucking door and turning the heat back on. <laughs> um, I need to give it like obviously Ricky White star of the game. Oh uh, my god, no, Ricky 100%. White game. This is the Ricky White game. That's the second most yards all time from an MSU receiver, right behind Plaxico Burris. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, like, most by a freshman. My gosh, I don't. Whenever they someone, needed a someone, play, he was there. Someone tweeted it and was like, "You put Rick, you put Ricky White statue right now next to Magic Johnson." Yeah, <laughs> love it. And I don't, I don't think it's a complete overreaction. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I'm going to shout out Rocky. He made some fucking best wide receiver. Best, best. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We all heard down Rocky. Yeah, I mean, you know, his his medium throws were not great, no. but his long throws were great. He panicked a few times, but he made he had better pocket presence, I think, this week than he did last week. Last week yes. he stood in there a couple times too long and got wrecked. This week he got rid of the ball faster and threw it away. Yeah, like what's oh, funny is that that bomb touchdown the fir- to Ricky White, you know, his only touchdown of the day. It looked like he just kind of slung it in the air. Oh, Ricky White had three. No, Rocky no, no, had Rocky three. Had three. Yeah, Rocky had three. The yeah, Ricky no, White wasn't a touchdown. Ricky White, Ricky caught White looked like he just kind of. Oh yeah. Him. Yeah, yeah. The the first touchdown was Ricky White in the back of the end zone on the left hand side. Yeah. The the Rocky the had last, three touchdowns. Did we we? Did we score on the one where Ricky made that stupid catch at, like, the two-yard line? Yeah, that was the clipping and then the Hayward. Oh, right, right, right. I yeah, lost that my good. mind at the clipping yeah, call. That, I was so those, furious. Okay, like, that clipping penalty was ridiculous. How is it clipping? He fucking cut block with no one engaged up top. That's not fucking clipping. And that, then That happens if the big, every play. If the Big Ten and the NCAA don't do something about this fucking blindside block bullshit, I'm going to freak the fuck out. Because this is two games in a row where we've had massive plays negated by imaginary blindside blocks. Like, I, like I think – Four on uh, the season. I think it was – yeah, I think it was Will Hunter and he tweeted – Um, he was like, they need to add something to this rule. There has to be, like, intent to, to land a blow – or something because uh, who it was Naylor, right? Naylor literally. Yeah, Naylor. Naylor laid and they a called bas- it so late. Yeah, Naylor laid a fucking basketball screen. Like it wasn't a. <laughs> it wasn't like he blindside blocked anyone. He stood his fucking ground, and the guy, and he was in front of the guy too. His head was just turned. Like it wasn't Absolutely like ridiculous. It, yeah, it, it's it, the call is being just 
used way too much. Like they need to add some kind of like intent to de, you know, like intent to absolutely murder or something. <laughs> like, yeah, a few things. Yeah, it's it's been it's been absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, a few things. Um, um, I know the running game didn't really get going that much, but I like what I see from Jordan Simmons. I think that you know once Kapilovich's, uh run game starts working, that kid is fast. I mean, you know, if, if he can hit some holes, he's he's gonna be able to. Uh, he's gonna be able to. Make some stuff happen. Run. It's it's so weird that we don't see Elijah Collins. He got one carry in the game and got stuffed instantly because they can't design a run for the guy. But I don't have too much worry that the run game's going to get going soon. I'm tired of trying to run the ball between the tackles. Like <laughs> if you want to, let's let's run the ball with a pass. Like we I, we slung on out to Naylor, Ricky White. Oh no, Ricky White. Right, seven. He's seven. Yeah, Ricky White is seven. Best wide receiver. We saw him went out to Ricky White in the backfield way, way out in the flat, and it went for, like, seven yards. Like, we don't have to run the ball to run the ball. It's 2020. Like, you can you can pass. You can – our screens, outside of the fact that they've been negated by absolutely embarrassingly bad uh, officiating blindside block calls, our screens have been unreal. We've executed screens better than – Yeah. I, I've never seen us. Ex- I, I mean, Mark D'Antonio's teams never executed screens that good, even when they had like the best online school history. I mean, I still find Jay Johnson's play calling a little questionable, like right before the half when you had a chance just to make a dent in field position or just statist- just get some yards. They do those three runs up the gut for like a total of what? Three yards. I could not believe that. Like you're up 14 to 10 and if you get a touchdown and go up 21-10, I think the second half of this game is – I'm not going to say blowout, but it's not close. Like, it's – they would have pulled away and Michigan was starting to panic. Like, they really were. Like, that that last drive by them worked. Like, they scored a touchdown. But you could tell. Like, they had a tip ball that was – that should have been picked off. Like, it, it's too bad that no one was behind him. Um and just a couple of close plays, like the the Milton fourth and six run. The Milton did Milton was great on that run. Like he knew exactly where to go. He powered through, but like it was just so close to just being over and us not having to worry about a stupid review at the end of the game for Rockies. What was easily a fourth down conversion. That was just so stupid that they reviewed that. Yeah, yeah tried, they tried so hard to give Michigan that game. They okay. tried. I've, I've got to get going soon, so we're gonna. I'm not gonna end it real quick, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna let you all talk. What are your What are your Okay, we we've talked enough about this game. Going forward, what do you like? Have you has your record changed, or has your record prediction changed, or does this make up I for think, the Rutgers loss? Like, what what do you guys so, think? Like, Mitch, I'll let you start. Yeah, so I'm still. I st- I'm still at two, maybe three wins, to be honest. Like, uh, this year, this year, do- it just doesn't count. I mean, this year is like – This win counts. R- yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so it-, it counts. But, like, this year is just so weird. Like, things that don't normally – like, Boston College almost beat fucking Clemson today. And I get yeah. Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing, but, like – they shouldn't even need a quarterback to beat Boston fucking college. They're so talented. Like, this is just such a weird year. Um, I, I I do expect better play out of the team after what I just saw them do, because I know they're capable of it. 
Mm-hmm. But like I'm, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not, re- I'm still not gonna measure this year on wins and losses. Like yeah. show improvement, get the run game going, get the offensive line working better. Uh, the defense still has some coverage things they need to work on. I want to see Rocky get better timing with the receivers. There were still a few miscommunications there today. Um, I, you know, I'm really happy about the win. I, I, I still, I, we should, you know, we should beat Maryland, Northwestern, Indiana will be tough. Um, like I said before the season that, uh, you know, two is bare minimum, three, I'm okay, uh, f- four, I'm very happy, and uh, five, five, Mel Tucker gets a parade. Right. Like, like, <laughs> Carter, what do and you I'm think? Still, and I'm still kind of there. Yeah, I agree with some of that. Um, I'm going to rip on, I guess, Michigan and also Michigan State a little bit. I mean, I thought the play calling on both sides of this game was not good. Uh, you know how Josh Gaddis runs his uh, speed in space, or as my buddy who's a Michigan fan here says, lost in space. Uh, but um, I feel like Jay Johnson and uh, I feel like Jay Johnson and Josh Gaddis were trying to uh, one up, or should I say, one down each other with their play calling. I mean, Michigan—they just both. I don't know. It's I hated. I hated when that was that one drive where we got a penalty and then they just ran the ball three straight times and then punted. That was like, the that was yeah. the screen with that yeah. was the screen yep. with the nailer. Yeah, that yeah. was the 20-yard screen with the nailer imaginary block in the back. And obviously, I think – block. Yeah, and obviously, I think this team still has a bit of a ways to go. Uh, there were still some throws that Rocky missed. They still haven't gotten the run game going as well as they could. Uh, I think the defense obviously looked world's better today, so I feel like that's just going to continue to improve. But the great thing, no turnovers, no sacks. Rocky didn't throw a pick or anything. I didn't really feel like there was a lot of balls he threw that were – risky in terms of interceptions obviously he missed on some throws pretty bad but I mean I think Rocky can do enough for us to to win games for this net for this year and of course you know I agree with Mitch that this year doesn't really count you just want to see that what Mel is running right now works and then eventually he's going to get his recruits in here and you know it's it's we assume going to be obviously much better yeah upward yeah definitely upward trajectory I think this definitely uh helps people feel a little bit better about the direction of this team because last week sent us into a disarray, I feel like. Um, I agree. Um, I don't know how good Iowa is, and I know they play them next week, but I could see them winning that game too. I know going to Iowa is always tough, even with no fans. But, yeah, I like I like where this team is at right now more so than I did last week, and I feel good about things going forward now. Wait. By the way, we should definitely have Lucy on to talk Iowa MSU next week. Definitely. Thanks now for that now that now that she's in the in the club, you know. Yeah, Davis. Final final words on the day. Yeah, I just have a few things to say. Uh, I didn't really have any real expectations this year. Honestly, I would have been fine with one win as long as we saw steady improvement and good coaching. I don't know if you've seen that good of coaching the first few weeks, but obviously, I'm happy to beat Michigan, and I this shows this team is capable of winning. You know, if they play their best, they they could win probably every game except for Ohio State on their schedule. Yeah. Even I'm sorry, Lucy, but I I do think State could beat Iowa next week, even though Iowa's up seventeen nothing on Northwestern right now. So. Yeah, Northwestern still sucks though. I don't care that they beat Maryland. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's all I have to say. Cool. I'm. I. Uh, uh, it, it, I yeah. I I do have one. I have one thing to say. So uh, my roommate just texted um our group chat. Apparently, Joe Milton was asked if he realized that Antoine Simmons was that good of a, play, of a player, and Joe Milton responded, who's that? 
the host said uh, who he was, and Milton goes, I wasn't really that worried about him. He's a heck of a player, but he wasn't on my radar. Well, maybe you should have worried about that a little bit more because he almost picked you off about three times, and he was in your freaking face all day. Like he just said that, or was this before the game? He said it after the game. Oh, that's not going to go well. I know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, like that's just, typ- just typ- that's just typical Michigan arrogance. Yeah, like we we expected it. Yeah. Um, my final thoughts because I got trick or treaters coming, so that's why I got to cut it short. But um, oh, jealous! This um, Winovich just tweeted, "Lucky win." And then he oh. said, "I'm sorry." Then he 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 said, "I can't bring myself to give them credit because I was about to roast him." But um, you win, keep working, fellas. This is a huge win. It's awesome that it's Mel's first win at Michigan State. And I feel like a complete shithead for last week's meltdown. Now, I felt it was valid because of the turnovers. But it's just kind of funny how well and cohesive this, this team is when the turnovers aren't a factor. Like, they, it was a great game. It was, it was a fun game to watch. And I never felt like they were going to lose for some weird reason. Like, I felt I like – when when it when it was fourteen seven, I'm like, oh shit, this is it. Like th- they can win, and then that that final 92, 92 yard drive was a masterpiece. Like Rocky showed he can grow and develop to be an even better quarterback than we all thought he was. He's he's already past what I thought he'd be. Um, I know that they lo- that U of M lost uh, corners. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, how is that the best Michigan can put on the fucking field? Well, it's not that great when you're getting called for the holds and, and the uh, pass interferences. Like, that's what Don Brown uh, Oh, I – at the Astral Clat, those were weak calls. Those should not have been penalties. They, you know, they only were jumping on our dudes' backs and ripping Don, their Don Brown's ownership. defense does that. Like, that is a staple of his defense. Right, yeah. So they, they were going to get called – and I'm sure Mel Tucker told them before the game, "Hey, you need to watch these because they're gonna—he's gonna hold my guys." And that's a good coach. That's a good coach to tell him to do that. Doctor Blitz. Doctor Doctor Chin Diaper. I love the, how they Dr. showed him Blitz. with the with the face mask just at his chin, and he had the face. He's got the mask on his microphone. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, oh, so, fellas, thanks for joining me. We're gonna yeah. post this at the end of the pod on Monday, so it's not gonna come out anytime soon because Spartan Dog is just in another stratosphere somewhere. Um, Good shit. I can't was, wait for Monday. Talking Michigan, about – Michigan State 27, Michigan 24. Paul Bunyan is fucking back. Fellas, go. Well, but I, go. Jimmy, if I can get – yo, if I can walk into Scandalarius, I'm taking – I'm, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to take a picture. I'll go right. in there with a the mask on. All right, fellas. Go green. Go white. Go white. Go white. Go white. Fuck Michigan. <laughs>